0: Hello, welcome to episode three of the Brad Davidson Show. I'm your host, Brad Davidson, and today we are going to start the conversation around muscle mass. Now I believe muscle mass is critically important to us as human beings. A lot of studies are showing us it's a top predictor of longevity. The more muscle mass you have, the more likely you are to live a long life. Strength is another more, very important component of longevity. So muscle mass and strength are critical for us as humans. It's also the fountain of youth. And the last thing about it is, it's the most metabolically active tissue we have. The more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn. And they've actually shown through research that muscle mass that is trained with resistance is even more metabolically active. So if you're lifting weights or applying resistance to your muscles, you are burning more calories on a daily basis than if you're not. I think this is really important because I watched my father. He passed away a few years ago, but what took his life was a genetic disease. It was a muscle wasting disease. So I watched my father over a 10-year period just slowly but surely lose all his muscle t- tissue to the point where, at the end of his life, he was stuck in a wheelchair. Really, all he could do was pick up a glass of water or feed himself was all the strength he really had left by the end of it. And I had a conversation with him at one point during this process. I said, dad, if you could do anything for one day, right now, what would it be? He said, that's simple, son. I'd play basketball. I'm <laughs> like, black, play basketball, of all the things you could do with one day having your body back, it'd be play basketball. He said, yes. Do you don't realize how much you love your body and enjoy what your body can do until it can no longer do it? I miss my body being able to move. If I could just play one more day of basketball, I would be a happy, content man. And that stuck with me because he followed it up with, do whatever you have to do to protect and maintain your body for the rest of your life. Because once it's gone, you'll miss nothing more than to have your body back. So let's dive into this. Today, we're going to talk more about the lifestyle factors. I want to give you a little understanding of how putting muscle mass on works and then help you with lifestyle factors first. The things we do outside of the gym that impact our ability to put muscle mass on or can actually cause us to lose muscle mass. I think this is a really critical, important conversation to have because what you do outside of the gym can have a massive impact. It can completely negate what you're doing in the gym. And in one section, we'll talk a little bit about how certain styles of training can take away muscle mass as well. And it's actually one of the most, I guess, most widely used types of exercise currently that I think is causing a lot of harm in this realm. And before we get into the information, I do, a lot of people think that I talk a lot about how I don't think exercise is important or we're exercising too much. And I've had comments about, oh, you're just lazy. You don't like to work hard. And and that's not the truth. And actually, if you're watching the YouTube channel, I'm going to put up a picture here of what I look like this morning. I took this in the bathroom this morning um, at the gym just to give you a little reference on I highly believe in looking good. I highly believe in doing everything I possibly can to maintain my muscle mass. I'm about to turn 48. So I'm really focused on this, especially from a longevity standpoint. So I do walk my talk. And I made a comment last episode, I think, or maybe the episode before where I said, how you look doesn't matter. And what I meant when I said that was when it comes to health, see, some of the sickest people I've ever worked on look the best on the outside. They're using extreme amounts of exercise. They're punishing themselves with it. And yes, they look great on the outside, but on the inside, they were incredibly sick. I even had that happen to me when I was in my 30s. I I was training aggressively and beat the hell out of myself. And yes, I looked great on the outside, but on the inside, I was absolutely destroyed. So that's more of what I meant. And I know that people want to look better. And the methodologies that we use with our clients are definitely focused on helping them look better, but it's not at the expense of everything else. So we're not punishing people in the gym. We're not destroying them with large volumes of exercise. We're not wiping them out with crazy exercise scenarios. We're using good exercise strategies to promote muscle gain And everything we can outside of that to prevent muscle loss. And we teach our clients how to eat and how to use lifestyle strategies to maintain that muscle mass. Now, when it comes down to putting muscle mass on, it literally comes down to this. It's about muscle protein synthesis versus muscle protein breakdown. Muscle protein synthesis means you're putting muscle on. Muscle protein breakdown means the exact opposite. You're breaking it down. How we live life is either putting us into muscle protein synthesis or it's putting us into muscle protein breakdown. When muscle protein synthesis outweighs muscle protein breakdown, we are winning. You've also probably heard words like anabolic and catabolic. Anabolic just means that we are in the muscle protein synthesis side of things. We're putting muscle on. Catabolic means we're in the muscle breakdown state. We're doing things that are breaking our muscle tissue down. This conversation is going to be all about lifestyle factors that help push us into muscle protein synthesis and take us away from muscle protein breakdown. Okay, so a couple other things we need to talk about: hormones. I'm not going to dive deep into this, but I just want you to understand that there are anabolic hormones that actually help push us into muscle protein synthesis. Things like testosterone, growth hormone, IGF one. These really help us push more into utilizing muscle protein synthesis and help keep us away from the muscle protein breakdown. That's why when people's hormones get low, things start to alter. It gets harder to put muscle mass on and it's easier to lose muscle mass. So we always want our hormones on our side. So this whole conversation is going to be, what do we need to be doing from a lifestyle standpoint to push us towards that anabolic state to get us away from catabolic state? Now, I want to start with exercise, Because exercise can either be pushed into anabolic styles of exercise or catabolic styles of exercise. So anabolic styles of exercise would be things like lifting weights, do a set, rest, do a set, rest. People think that's boring and ineffective because you don't get the heart rate up as high, you're not sweating as much, but that tends to have more of an anabolic response when you train that way and recover well. Now catabolic workouts, these are workouts that will push you into a catabolic state. Now, when you can stay more in the anabolic state, you're going to be dropping body fat while you put the muscle mass on. But the funny thing with that style of training is it doesn't have as much of an impact on the scale. When we do more catabolic style workouts, these tend to be more cardio-based style of trainings, okay? We don't have a lot of rest, it's a lot of repetition, high heart rates, and a lot of volume. HIIT training, cardio-based training, those are catabolic-based workouts, Now, we have fallen in love with those style of workouts because catabolic-style workouts cause us to lose more weight on the scale. Yes, we're dropping body fat in those realms, but we're also dropping muscle mass in those realms. So that's why there's a bigger drop in the scale. The scale's going down, but we're also losing that good, healthy metabolic tissue called muscle mass. That's why I'm not a big fan of the scale. I don't like to use the scale as the key performance indicator of success or failure in a program. Because so often the fastest mechanisms cause weight loss are stripping off a lot of the good stuff that are very beneficial for us from a performance, health, longevity standpoint. So we want to avoid that at all cost. Now, I'm not saying don't do those catabolic style workouts, okay? Cardiovascular training is very good for our heart. It's very good for our health. But it's the styles and the volumes that we're using, Hit training is great once or twice a week. And I would tell people if you're going to do that, you should use something like the whoop band, the aura ring, these things that show you how well you're recovering. Because what I've learned about myself, I can handle one hard hit workout a week. It takes me four or five days to fully recover from one of those because it's such a high stress state of training and I break down so much from it. I need a lot of extra recovery to get through those. I like to use more slow Styles of aerobic exercise. So, like the other day, I posted on my Instagram a method that I use. Uh, Interval. So, uh, sorry, um, I'm blanking on the name of them right now. Uh, tempo runs. So what I do. My son was at track practice. I would just I would run the straightaways about 70 percent effort, walk the turns, and I just did that for 30 minutes. Kept my heart rate between 130 and 150. I'm a big fan of that style of training. Keeping that heart rate anywhere from 120 to 150 for 30 to 60, sometimes 90 minutes. It's cardiac output workout. It stretches the left ventricle of the heart. It brings on your blood pressure. brings on your resting heart rate. And there's a lot of scenarios showing that it makes you more resilient to stress the better you are at that. So stress equals catabolic state. Stress equals a breakdown state. So we want to make sure that we're not stressing the system out too much with our exercise, okay? So that's why I'm such a big fan around lifting weights and doing slower aerobic exercise and only periodically putting in the hit style of training. Because that's how you create a great-looking body that works well and stays healthy. And it's easier to maintain that muscle mass or to put that muscle mass on if you're trying to do that. Okay? Now I want to click some lifestyle factors. So here are things that we are focusing on or doing that are just raising havoc in our body. A big one is just overall stress load. We live in a very stressful period of time, and it's very different, right? It's not some lion trying to kill us. It's not these acute stages; those do happen periodically, like car accidents, tenth leading cause of death, homicide, the fifteenth leading cause of death. Those would be examples of high-stressed experiences, fight or flight, life or death experiences, and that's what the system was built for: was to put us in a fight or flight state, a heightened state to survive those. Right? You're either going to survive or you're not going to make it, but it wasn't going to last very long. We live in a much more chronically elevated state of stress this day and age. We are under so much stress, it's ridiculous. Stress at work, stress with our families, children's stress, scheduling stress. Oh my gosh. All the ways people can get a hold of us on a daily basis now. They won't leave us alone. We live in a large amount of stress and that has a massive impact on our anabolic, catabolic state. If you are highly stressed out all day long, you're pushing more into that catabolic breakdown state. Your body's having to do it to survive the amount of stress you're under. So you have to understand stress plays a massive factor in this. So if you're really stressed out, workload, family stress, relationship stress, there's all kinds of stressors out there. The more you're under, the more dangerous exercise becomes because now exercise is just another form of stress. So if you're stressed out and you're throwing in a lot of catabolic style training exercises or or protocols, you're breaking down even more. Inflammation is going up. Your hormones are going down. Those anabolic hormones we talked about, they they start to deplete when you're under large amounts of stress. So you have to get control of your stress. That's why simple things like walking, I love to have my clients walk because that brings the stress, especially outside, it brings the stress response down. It helps you with insulin sensitivity, meaning it's easier to get nutrients into the muscle. And it burns a lot of calories. It's a sweet tool to use. So I tell people, lift weights, do some cardio, and walk a lot. We do that, we got a home run on our plate. Meditation is great. Relaxing styles of yoga are great. Tai Chi is great. Taking a nap, great. All these tools help bring the stress load down. So the more of that type of stuff we can do to bring stress load down, the more we're going to shift into that anabolic state and away from that catabolic state. Remember, it's just a matter of, the anabolic states outweighing the catabolic states to maintain muscle growth. If, cat- if catabolism's winning, we are losing. Sleep, lack of sleep. This might be one of the most damaging facets to muscle mass. I think there's over 17,000 studies showing that we as human beings need seven hours of sleep or more. There's a small genetic makeup of people that can function well on less than seven hours of sleep. But I'm sorry, you're more likely to be struck by lightning than have that genetic makeup. Matt Walker talks a lot about this in his book. You have to sleep. Sleep is where all the regeneration and recovery happens. What they're showing is people that lack sleep, wake up the next morning, immediately have higher levels of stress hormones in their bloodstream than those who sleep enough. If you're not sleeping enough, you become insulin resistant. Meaning when you eat carbohydrates and your insulin goes up, the body has a hard time getting into muscle cell for, for muscle regeneration, so it's more likely going to go into fat cell for energy regeneration there. It's also not good for your brain to not sleep. If you want to look great, feel great, give yourself the chance to live the longest, healthiest life you can, and you want to perform well, put a velvet rope around your sleep. Sleep seven hours or more every night for that to happen. You want to give your body the best chance to hold on to muscle tissue to grow muscle? Sleep. A lot of my athletes, when they're in a phase where they're trying to put muscle mass on, they sleep enough and they take naps using the benefit of regeneration from those protocols. Alcohol is a huge one. Alcohol, I just put down here a note, a study. Uh, Studies have shown that alcohol reduces the body's capacity to synthesize protein by 15 to 20% after 24 hours consuming high doses of alcohol. So if you just go out on that Friday night or Saturday night and you, you drink a little too much, You're going to impact your body's ability to put muscle mass on for the following 24 hours. So limit that. And actually they're showing it takes days to recover and get back to normal from just one night of binge drinking. So if you're somebody that has alcohol a couple times a week, and then once or twice a week goes out and really gets after it, you're doing a massive disservice to your body's ability to put muscle mass on. They also show that alcohol disrupts sleep. It'll help you fall asleep. A lot of people will drink to fall asleep and it does. It induces sleep. So one of the biggest reasons why there's so many car accidents when people are under the influence. They fall asleep. But it disrupts the second half night of sleep. When all the really good regeneration is happening, that gets disrupted. That's why you wake between, you know, around 3 o'clock in the morning and have a hard time falling back asleep. Dehydration is another one. Dehydration is really, really important to help with muscle mass. Uh, here's a study that showed when cells lose water and water volume... Protein production slows and protein breakdown accelerates. So you want to make sure you're always drinking enough water. So If you're someone who likes to do those classes, those those heated classes, I think they're great. I love them. But you can get away doing them a few times a week. But if you begin to overdo those and you're sweating a ton and you're not rehydrating properly, you are creating a muscle breakdown state. You're not helping the body in that protein synthesis state. So make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Now, here are some things I like to do to enhance protein synthesis. You have to consume enough protein. I recommend anywhere from 0.75 grams per pound of body weight up to ideally one gram per pound of body weight. Protein intake really matters. Getting all those amino acids. I like personally to use animal meat. That's the easiest way to get all the essential amino acids you need from your food to help with that. If you're a vegetarian or vegan, you got to really make sure you're getting all the needed amino acids in your food combining with that protein because it's that protein that helps the body kick back into the protein synthesis state. I like whey protein after workouts. This has been shown to really help with this whole idea of protein resynthesis. Now, if you're dairy intolerant, don't use it because you consume dairy, you're intolerant to it. It'll drive inflammation. It's going to push you more to the catabolic state versus helping with the anabolic state. So if you're that person, use more of the vegan protein powders. But ideally, if you can handle whey protein right after a workout, it really helps. And people that work with me know that I like to also have people put uh, some carb powder in there, like carbolin, for example. So they do whey protein and carbolin. It's inconclusive. I don't really know for sure from the studies I've read if by consuming the carbohydrates help with muscle growth. But what I do know, I did find a study that showed that this was done on men, Then when men consumed uh, protein powder and carbohydrates right after a workout, 12 weeks later, their stress hormone levels in the blood were much lower than those who did not do it, which brings up another thing, carbohydrates. People are so afraid to eat carbohydrates this day and age. Carbohydrates are the devil to most people and people want to fight this with me, but I want you to understand something. Stress is the greatest enemy to your metabolism because it pushes you into that catabolic state. It starts to break down muscle tissue when you're too stressed out. Carbohydrates are one of the greatest tools we have to bring that stress hormone level down. So example, when you exercise, stress hormones go up. You have carbohydrates with your protein post-workout. It'll help bring it down. I also love for people to have carbohydrates at the end of the day with dinner. So we can use these low-carb strategies throughout the day to help with things like insulin sensitivity. So right when we do spike insulin, the body is better at pushing it into muscle cell versus into fat cell. So I like to go no-carb during the day. If you work out during the day, have that post-workout, shake with some carbs in it post-workout. And then I love people to have carbohydrates at dinner, things like rice, potatoes. So What happens is we all live this high-stress lifestyle during the day. So we're stressed out during the day. We're using stress hormones and cortisol to produce, right? And to get through our days and to perform. But we want to bring that down at night. So I like carbohydrates at dinner to bring the stress hormones down. It calms the brain down. And there are now studies showing that it actually induces a better state of sleep. So now we're benefiting from better sleep by doing that. So I use carbohydrates to replenish muscle glycogen. Because when you work out, that, go, that does get low. So the next day when you go to train, you'll have more energy. Or two days later when you have more energy to train. But I'm really using carbohydrates with my clientele and my people to bring the stress hormones down to help pull us out of that catabolic breakdown state, and to help induce more of that catabolic or sorry that anabolic state. Remember, growth is critical. Maintaining and growing muscle tissue is critical. Now, if you grow too much muscle, we can have some problems, right? If you get too big, it's like having too much body fat on. It's really hard on the heart. So I'm not saying the goal is to get big and jacked. You saw the picture of me. I'm 185 pounds. I maintain my muscle mass well, but I used to be 205, 207. I had the hardest time walking up a flight of stairs at that size. My heart rate would just be jumping out of my chest. I'd have to literally sit down after walking up a flight of stairs just to bring my heart rate down. I don't want that for you. Okay? I want to find this happy medium where you're maintaining muscle mass. You have muscle you're keeping it strong, you're keeping your heart strong, and you're living a life that's low stress with a lot of focus on recovery, great sleep, great hydration, limited alcohol to really help keep your anabolic hormones and your anabolic state in check, okay? If we can handle that and live like that, you will work out half as much and have 10 times the results. I'm so tired of this do more and do it harder mentality. I'm so tired of having conversation with people. If I just could do more exercise, if I could just eat less food, if I could just restrict here and go harder there, I would win. And it's my fault that I can't get there because I just can't do it hard enough, uh, enough, and I can't eat little enough. Stop the madness. That whole strategy there is putting you into a catabolic breakdown state. Yes, you might be losing weight, but you're losing the most valuable asset you have, which is muscle. Yes, you're losing some fat as well, but you're losing the most valuable asset you have, which is muscle, okay? So apply some of these strategies. Eat enough protein. Lift weights. Do less high-intensity cardio. Do more long-drawn-out cardio or walking. Sleep well. Strategically use carbohydrates. Drink less alcohol. And prove to me that this system doesn't work. This idea doesn't work. I've yet to have anybody able to do that. It's such a beautiful thing. I I walk my talk. Everything I just told you to do is how I do it. I lift weights three times a week. I do a lot of slow cardio, a lot of walking. I'm really focused on strategy to keep the catabolic state stuff down. And I do just a little bit of high intensity stuff here and there. And I'm really happy with how I look. I'm really happy with how well I perform. I'm really happy with the energy I have, the people I need. One other thing I noticed when I would train excessively is my energy always stunk. I get home in the evenings, want to fall asleep and take a nap. And, and that's really been at bay a lot lately as well. So you'll have better energy for life in that scenario also. Now, next week, we're going to talk more about how to exercise to enhance this anabolic state, how to exercise in a way that stimulates more of this muscle protein synthesis scenario versus so much of the catabolic muscle breakdown scenario. Okay. So, if you have any questions on this, you can email me directly, brad at braddavidson.com. You can get, jump on my Instagram or my TikTok and send me comments or questions through that, or you can put them in the comments on the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is just The Brad Davidson Show. So anything I can do to help in that scenario, I'm here for you, okay? If you want to experience how we train and how we focus on this, hit me up as well. I would love to help educate you a little bit on that just to give you over the edge to shift that belief system that has been so instilled in us that all that matters is effort. I'm going to finish with one last story on this topic. A couple years ago, I was training one of my gentlemen in a gym and there were classes going on in the gym. And this guy had been training with me for about six months and he was killing it. He was down, I think 30 pounds, just killing it, following these strategies. And a gentleman had been watching us, came over to one of the classes after the class, just drenched in sweat. And he looks at my guy and he says, hey, you really need to up the intensity. Like, you're not training hard enough. You're barely even sweating. And my client was like, oh, I'm just doing everything Brad's saying. I thought I was doing it right. He was kind of new to the gym. And I looked at the gentleman and I pulled out my phone. I said, hey, I showed him a picture. Here's what my client looked like six months ago. He was 30 pounds heavier. I said, what did you look like six months ago? he kind of stumbled on his words, ducked his head, and just left. And I told my client, effort isn't everything. Strategy matters more than effort, in my opinion. And a strategy needs to be based around these ideas of muscle protein synthesis and beating muscle protein breakdown. That's how we win.